Welcome to the Factual Forecast, a look at the week's biggest stories and what they mean from the editors at Factual. I'm Jimmy Levis. Today is March 10th, and in this week's forecast, we've got heads of state from the European Union meeting in Versailles, a presidential election in Turkmenistan, Colombia's legislative elections, France lifting its vaccine passport rules, and an update on the Iran nuclear deal. You can also read about these stories and more in our weekly newsletter, which you can find a link to in the show notes. European leaders will meet at the Versailles Palace outside of Paris for a two-day informal meeting starting Friday. And while an official agenda has not been released, they are expected to talk about the war in Ukraine and debate the European Union's defense budget. More specifically, leaders are expected to discuss Ukraine's possible fast-track application to the European Union, as well as a defense package to better coordinate defense spending and projects in sectors like aerospace. Now, French President Emmanuel Macron has pledged his support for Ukraine following Russia's attack and has been particularly active in trying to mediate the crisis, even holding several long phone conversations with Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin. Finally, while some progress could be made during the meeting, it is unlikely Ukraine's wish to join the EU quickly will be answered, given the complex and long process that joining the bloc often entails. On Saturday, Turkmenistan will hold the first of two rounds of early presidential elections in what is expected to be an orchestrated vote. President Gurbanguly Berdi Muhammadov, who has run the Central Asian nation since 2006, has hinted he might retire before his current term ends in 2024. The 64-year-old recently told the country's upper chamber of parliament that it's time for young leaders to take power, with many analysts believing his son Sardar will succeed him. Sardar, currently a deputy prime minister, was nominated as a ruling party candidate in the election and has quickly risen through the ranks of government since 2016. Now, despite the coincidence that the transition comes amid historic unrest in nearby Kazakhstan, the election seems to have been prompted by years-long rumors that President Berdy Muhammadov is in poor health. The tightly choreographed handover also syncs up with his son's 40th birthday, making him constitutionally able to run for president. Still, little is known about the presumed next leader, though not much in the totalitarian state is expected to change, with his father expected to retain power behind the scenes. On Sunday, Colombia will kick off its presidential election year with primary and legislative elections. Nearly 40 million people are eligible to vote in the elections, during which they'll choose members of Colombia's Senate and House of Representatives before May's presidential election. Three coalitions, divided into center, left, and right ideologies, will also choose their candidates for the first round of the presidential polls. Now, the results of Sunday's polls could hint at the voting trends expected in May amid a deep discontent among the population. Discontent due to the high cost of living, an economy severely impacted by the coronavirus pandemic, and the lack of effective government solutions to six months of protests last year. Starting Monday, France will scrap some remaining coronavirus restrictions, including the vaccine pass and mask mandate in most indoor areas. The changes come as cases continue to fall. French Prime Minister Jean Castex said conditions, including a decline in the number of hospitalized coronavirus patients, had been met to allow for lifting of restrictions. Masks will still be required on public transport, however, while medical facilities will continue to require visitors to wear a mask and carry a vaccine pass. Now, by lifting these restrictions one month before the presidential election, 
French President Emmanuel Macron is likely hoping to avoid further protests, as the vaccine pass has proved unpopular with voters opposed to state vaccination requirements. Such a move could also help Macron attract voters from the likes of right-wing candidates Marine Le Pen and Eric Zemmour, who are both strong critics of the vaccine pass. Our last item for this forecast is on talks aimed at restoring the Iran nuclear deal. For more on that, I spoke with factual editor Agnese Bofano. Hi, Agnese. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, there's been a lot going on in the news lately, including negotiations over reviving the JCPOA. I guess to start, can you remind folks what that is exactly? Of course. So the Iran nuclear deal, or the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, as it is formally known, is an agreement that came into place in 2015 in Vienna, in which Iran agreed to dismantle most of its nuclear program in exchange of billions of dollars worth of sanctions relief. But of course, we all know that this came into jeopardy when in 2018, former US President Donald Trump pulled the US out of the Iran nuclear deal. And in response, we've been seeing Iran uh, since then ramping up its nuclear program. And what's the latest? Where are they in the negotiation process? So now we're about 11 months into the negotiations and uh, just this week, an eighth round of talks ended. Um, We've had positive comments from diplomats engaged in the negotiations, including the chief of the UN's International Atomic Energy Agency, Mario Grossi, who said that the negotiation process was actually in its final stages. And of course, there's no exact date as to when we are expecting to see the deal come into effect. Um, Also to keep in mind is that we've got the Iranian New Year or Nowruz coming later in March, meaning that Tehran is likely to hold diplomatic work for a couple of weeks. But at the same time, I think Iranian sources are hopeful that we will at least see a formal renewal sometime mid-year, perhaps around the time when the IAEA Board of Governors are expected to meet Um, I believe, in early June. Are there any specific sticking points that stand out to you? So I think there are quite a few sticking points, unfortunately, that are yet to be ironed out. Something that was made particularly clear during Grossi's visit in Tehran last week. Um, Grossi and the Iranian nuclear chief, Mohammed Islami, released a joint statement uh, following the visit saying that Iran would agreed to handing, hand over documents in the coming months regarding the IAEA questions on the issue of undeclared radioactive particles that were found at several Iranian nuclear sites. But for example, the issue of the safeguards probes into the Iranian sites remains uh, because Grossi is adamant on including this as an element of the Iran nuclear deal. But Iran, of course, has always emphasized that they wish to the probes to be closed, given its claim that the country's nuclear program is strictly peaceful. They don't want to see this open again. But I'd say I'd say that the current climate in Ukraine and the Western sanctioning of Russian assets is probably the main difficulty that reviving the JCPOA is currently facing. How has the Ukraine invasion impacted the talks? Yeah, so the Ukraine invasion and the West's subsequent sanctions on Russia risk placing the JCPOA revival efforts to another halt. Um, We've had Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, calling for Moscow's relationship with Iran not to come under U.S. sanctions, which is, of course, a demand that the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has subsequently dismissed. 
because he claims that the two issues are, and I quote, not in any way linked together. That's what he said. So already the steel has been long in the making and experts are now worried that we will have to wait even further as Tehran waits for Russian clarification on what its demands from the West are exactly. And the reason why Moscow is likely to use the Iran nuclear deal as a bargaining chip, if you like, is because Moscow obviously wants to see the repercussions on the West following its, the West's heavy sanctioning of Russian oil. We've already seen gas prices go up significantly. So a revived deal could see Iran putting its oil back on the market again and thereby ease the current crisis in oil prices. And of course, both the US and the chief negotiators of the E3, so France, Germany and the UK, they are likely to reject Russia's demands to be exempted from the sanctions. But Moscow is equally likely and capable to veto a nuclear deal altogether if this demand is not met. Well, considering all that, what do you think folks should be watching for next? Well, now all parties have gone back to their respective countries. So we will have to wait and see how this last, we hope, round of negotiations are going to be interpreted back home. Moscow, of course, as I said, has yet to clarify its specific position on the Iran nuclear deal. And likewise, Washington has yet to clarify its own terms on possibly alleviating Russian sanctions or not, um, and how this will impact its trade with Iran. So we need to see how tensions between Russia and the West will continue regarding the invasion of Ukraine and how it's going to impact the deal in the long run. While I think many are hoping for this eight round of, uh, of talks to be the last, but I think we're expecting a lot of backwards and forwards still from the parties involved for at least a few months to come. Well, I thank you for getting us up to speed on this, Agnese. It's too important of a story to let fall between the cracks. Always appreciate your help. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care. Today's episode was produced with work from Factual Editors Jess Fino, Alex Moore, Irene Viora, and Sophie Perrier. Our interview featured editor Agnese Buffano, and our music comes courtesy of Andrew Gospi. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Factual Forecast. We publish our forward-looking podcast each Thursday to help you get a jump start on the week ahead. You can, of course, subscribe for free, and if you have feedback, suggestions, or events we've missed, drop us a note by emailing hello at factual.com. 